people are going to come here because they want to play and they want to win. Belly, I just like two that. chicken fillets? Two fillets? <laughs> Jade, Jade, two chicken fillets? <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. What's up, guys? We're back for another episode of the Big Cat Chat Podcast. So last week was uh, Doug Peterson got hired and all of that stuff. Of course, as soon as we ended the podcast, they hired somebody. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. But the coaching staff is final. We have another hidden gem. We'll have another one next week and hopefully the week after that. Hidden gems is officially a segment here. So if you guys want to get to know some some draft some draftees. Some under the radar prospects. Some under the radar prospects. Hopefully we can get a big over the on the radar prospect too, but for Call now, those gems, gems, gems. You're get you're getting you're getting you're getting a hidden gem. So make sure to tune yep. in every week, because uh, we're gonna try and have a new guest every single week. Because we got one three weeks in a row for now. So keep it running. But let's go ahead and jump straight into it. The Jags did make the coaching staff official. So I'm gonna list off everything, and then we can give some opinions. Head coach Doug Peterson. Offensive coordinator was indeed Press Taylor. Defensive coordinator was indeed Mike Caldwell. Special teams coordinator was Heath Far- Farwell uh, from the Bills. Passing game coordinator is good old Jim Bob Cooter. Best name in football. I don't care if he's good or not. If you have Jim Bob Cooter as your name, you got a spot on my team. Yep, I agree. Quarterbacks coach is Mike McCoy. Offensive line coach is Phil Rauscher. I don't know if I said that right. Probably not. Wide receivers coach is Chris Jackson. Tight ends coach is Richard Angelo. I probably butchered that too. Running backs coach is Bernie Parmalee. He is returning. Assistant quarterbacks coach is Andrew Brainer. Briner, one or the other. Assistant wide receivers coach is Will Harriger. It's either Harriger or Harriger. One or the other. Assistant offensive line coach is good old Todd Washington. Todd Washington. Sus. He can still. Of course, Todd. The Todd Wash insert anything can't leave us. <laughs> I think he, he was here last year, wasn't he? I think he's one of the yeah. returning guys. Yeah. He is. There's like two what Todd Washingtons in the league because I know there's one on the Jets too. Hmm. Offensive line quality control coach is Nick Williams. Senior defensive assistant is Bob Sutton. So we retained him. He was here last year, too. I wonder if he has... Never mind. I was going to make a joke, and then I realized I'm an idiot. (laughs) Defensive line coach is Brentson Buckner. Outside linebackers coach is Bill Shuey. Inside linebackers coach is Tony Gilbert. Jaguars legend. Safeties coach is Cody Grimm. Passing game coordinator slash cornerbacks coach is Deshea Townsend. I think it's just Deshea. Oh, Deshea. Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. Assistant defensive line coach is Rory Segres. Defense Defensive quality control coach is Patrick Riley. Assistant special teams coach is Luke Thompson. Assistant to the head coach is Elizabeth Mayers. It better be Mayers and not Myers. 
and director of team administration is Tyler Wolf. So how do you feel about the staff? Initial face value reaction, give it a grade. Um, I'm going to give it a, I'll give it a B plus. Um, I like that there's a lot of former players on it. Um, like I thought there former players. Yeah, I thought there were, there were some other guys I would have liked to have added that they, they did end up adding, but I'll give it a solid B plus at face value. I mean, there's no really there's no not a lot of holes in it. I think everybody that got a job is qualified for it. Um, looks like a good staff. Yeah, uh, I'd give it a B B plus as well. One, I know uh, Heath Farwell from the Bills. He's had a top ten unit almost every year. With the bills, yeah. I was he, we pulled. He wasn't even fired. We we pulled him from them. Lateral movement. So, and then Mike Caldwell is really interesting. What he can do for our linebackers. Hopefully, he yeah. can bring the best out of Miles Jack. Uh, he he's been a young guy who's been right hand man. We talked about it last week. He he's a guy who deserved a coordinator job for a little bit now. Press Taylor is a bit of an interesting one. I think we both have agreed on this a lot on Twitter. I know a lot of people don't like him, just be, especially Eagles fans. But to be fair, quarterbacks he was given weren't good, and he's not pl- he's not calling plays. So he's given the benefit of the doubt until he gives us a reason not to. Yep. And he's the brother well, of Zach Taylor. So. And plus, he's still like really young, so it's like yeah, he's really young. He can still learn. I know Jim Bob Cooter uh, was not good at all with the Lions, but he's not calling plays here. He's it was the like, Lions, bro. He's like third in line, so. It was the Lions know. also. It's it's just the name all I care about. Like It may not be the best hire, but his name makes it not the worst hire in the world to me. Yep. Then you got Mike McCoy. I know he had some interesting reviews. Chris Jackson, receiver coach. Sanjay Lal is gone, but also Chris Jackson. We're not going to really go too in deep in, in depth into it because that is, will be our for our for our free agent video, but I know Chris Jackson did coach for the Bears, where uh, Aaron, Aaron, I mean, Allen Robinson has been for the past couple of years. Mid. So, so that he's going to be a free agent this year, so that might have a connection, you know. Allen Allen Dropison. Homeboy had that had that name coming out of he got to us. I remember people early in his career in Jacksonville were calling him Allen Dropison because he kept dropping the ball. I, I don't know. I wonder how many connection signings we're going to have. Hopefully not too many because... Hopefully a lot because uh, Brunson Buckner, he worked with uh, yeah, hopefully, Chandler hopefully, Jones. So Hopefully we have a lot, I should say, but hopefully it's not all connections. That's what we did last year. Is literally everything yeah. had a connection. It was stupid. But yeah, you said Brunson Buckner, defensive line yeah. coach, uh, was the coach for the Cardinals. Uh, he was with Chandler Jones. And Chandler Jones apparently was a Jaguars fan growing up. So Interesting. That's another possible connection. Deshae Townsend, uh, he's had he's had some really good units, uh, cornerback units with the Bears recently. That's exciting. That's I like that hire. And Bill Shuey coached Khalil the Mack. linebackers in the safe. Was he linebackers or safeties or both? I'm not sure. I think he was linebacker. Yeah, he's a linebackers coach here. So yeah. he had to, he had uh, some good linebackers in Chicago. We hired a lot of guys from Chicago. I noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall, who's your outside of Doug Peterson? Obviously. Who's the hire you're most excited for? I will wait to answer that in our user questions, our viewer question segment, because I'm pretty sure Patrick asked that. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, so I Patrick. I just, I just jumped you, Patrick. Trying to jump the gun, Patrick. I got you, dog. I got you. All right. All right. 
All right. Uh, another thing that happened was the Jags moved on from senior personnel executive Tom Gamble. Uh, I don't know if, if it was us moving on or him, but he went to he went to Michigan. So <laughs> still with that guy. Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't even know how good he is, but he worked with him Harbaugh in San Francisco too. So yeah, that made sense. But he was a bulky guy. I'm pretty sure. A bulky guy. But it's funny that he's a bulky guy, but he went to go work for Jim Harbaugh, and Jim Harbaugh hates bulky, but maybe he just got along with both guys. He probably got along with uh, uh, Harbaugh and then was sick of bulky. He was like, get me out of here. Maybe. Maybe. Another thing that happened was we signed Jake Luton to a future contract. The GOAT is back. QB1. Yeah, he's terrible. I'll never forget. (laughs) I'll never forget that first game where everybody, when he started... Everybody was like, "Oh no, is he gonna is he gonna do a Minshew thing and look good and have us miss have us miss out on Trevor Lawrence and then suffer through him for didn't a he year like or didn't he chuck a seventy five yard bomb to Chark? It was a beauty. And then the thing that's <laughs> funny though is literally the following week, same exact throw, same exact part. Of, it was literally picture for picture, frame for frame, same thing. And he underthrew it so badly, Chark had to try and come back and moss the guy for, it, and he didn't. And he also had that, uh, and to almost tie the game up, he had that run, touchdown, spin, stiff arm. That he had a couple we, moments, but I mean, he's he's just a guy. He's, he's just a guy. guy. He went to Seattle, and now he's back. I think it's it is kind of funny that we're bringing him back, though. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and jump straight into uh, Hidden Gems Edition Two. This time we have Daryl Baker Jr., a cornerback out of Georgia Southern. This is our second guest on the show. Last week we had Tanner Connor. If you have not watched that, make sure to go check that out. This week we got Daryl Baker. We're going from receiver to corner. And then stay tuned because we got more. It's not not ending. It's not ending. So we're going to go ahead and send you guys straight into Hidden Gems now where you get to see me look like an idiot for a couple minutes because I just blanked on everything. I saved the day. He saved the day. But question. Well, first, how are you doing, Daryl? Doing pretty good, man. You know, just got home from working out, so feeling good, living good. Awesome. All right. So my first question is, uh, what uh, would your teammates say is the best quality about you? Uh, the best quality. Um, I would say my ability to help others. Uh, you know, with me knowing our whole defense from D-line to linebackers to safety, corner, whatever. I could help anybody uh, out with any position, whatever they want to know. Even if there's some type of adjustments to to be made, I could just tell anybody what to do and control the whole defense. So I would probably say I could build the game too. Okay. Awesome. All right. So I saw that you, uh, in high school, you played receiver and corner. You were an athlete coming out. Uh, and then you switched to corner in college. How do you think having played those different positions benefits your game? Um, me actually coming in as a wide receiver uh, helped me play that. Uh, not only just corner position, but safety position. Uh, because, you know, I know where all the breaking points and routes will be. I know the route coming. Uh, so whether it be coming on this down the distance uh, or what the possibly whatever personnel the offense is in. So that helps me play the game at a much faster speed than most people because I play it up here before the snap. Awesome. All right. Uh, 
Can you describe a time in your life where you overcame an obstacle or a struggle? Um, yeah, I, I'll go ahead and uh, say it was about sometime between 2017 and 2018, uh, dealing with a little form of depression. Uh, it was, I was in a, a place where I didn't, I felt like I wasn't really getting the opportunities I heard, uh, you know, working so hard day in, day out, put it in all extra. Uh, I wasn't seeing it all pay off immediately how I wanted it to, but I mean, you know, I started to put my trust in God and look at them, look at myself in the mirror to uh, see what I could do better or what was I was doing actually doing wrong. So after that, I started to not just look at the end result of everything, but just take everything day by day and realize it's a process because there's beauty in that. And after that, everything just started to get better slowly. I'm glad you uh, pulled yourself out of that because uh, yeah, mental health is uh, very important. Most definitely. Definitely. Yeah, so I know you went to the Shrine Bowl recently, and I know that's where a lot of teams do interviews. Uh, what teams have stood out to you in interviews, and what teams do you think have shown the most interest in you? Uh, I talked to a lot of teams, actually, but I would say the ones that stood out the most were Seattle. They had some interest in me for a pretty good minute now. And they even like pulled me to the side, measured my hands and arm. And uh, I've been hearing they like those pretty tall, long type of corners. Uh, what else? I say the Colts, I probably like two, three, maybe four people there uh, just getting like private interviews and little things like that. Also Green Bay, they had pulled me in for like another interview after everything was done. Uh, Say those three are like interest shown. So I definitely got a feeling I'll end up somewhere cold. So you said Seattle, Colts, and who else? In Green Bay. Green Bay, gotcha. You hear anything about the, you hear anything from the Jaguars? Uh that was actually the first team I talked to. And I was actually surprised. I was like, oh, I didn't expect them to come to me. But um Well, they definitely need some corner depth, my guy. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, had a pretty good conversation with them. Uh, I even got the chance to, you know, drop our defense for some teams, too. And uh, they were pretty impressed to just see my knowledge of uh, what I actually just knew. And uh, I feel like a lot of teams probably thought I only played corner. But, you know, t uh, drawing out those plays, I showed them that I have a safety position, what they have to do when those they drawing where the backers are at and their alignments and all the way up to the D-line, too. That helped me out tremendously. Yeah, I saw one awesome. play against, uh, I believe it was Southern Alabama. You kind of bit in and snuck back and picked off the ball, high-pointed it. it oh, yeah, that's a good smart play. Yeah, I've seen that. I, that's one play that I've seen around a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, what is something that you are most proud of or, like, what would be, like, your biggest achievement to date? Uh, I would say my ability to keep going because uh, coming into college, I came in as a preferred walk-on, and, you know, usually most walk-ons probably don't get uh, the best of opportunities to, you know, make it to the next level or even uh, just be in a position that I'm taking advantage every day of, like, any resource I had, made sure I asked any type of questions. I don't care what time it was. It could be 3 in the morning. I'm sending my coach a text. 
fun and day. And uh, all that was just like showing that I, I really, I was you know, just come in and be on a football team at a college level and just stop there. Uh, where I'm from, not many people uh, go at or even go to like a bigger university. So I want to make sure I'm one of the guys that can uh, take it further for uh, hopes of being, you know, a figure for somebody else to look up to. Awesome. All right. Now to just have a little fun question. What was your favorite NFL team growing up? <laughs> Answer this. Uh, growing up, it's because of my dad. He was a Cowboys fan, so automatically was a Cowboys fan, too. How'd you, okay. how'd you feel about the Cowboys this past year? I felt they had a strong chance, man. But, you know, uh, right now, I'm not really a, a fan of uh, just Dale no more. I'm a fan of the game, so I like to watch certain players. I like to just see people do good. I, I just root for everybody. Speaking of that, that you just mentioned that, I'll just jump to this question I had for later. Is there any former or current pro corner that you model your game after? Uh, that I model my game after? I don't want to say it's just one. I like to take bits and pieces uh, from different people. Like I like the intensity that Jalen Ramsey plays with. I like how Richard Sherman, uh, he's pretty smart. So I know he's probably not the most athletic or fastest guy on the field, so he uses his brains to understand his leverages and then uh, also, I like how Trey White is smooth and fluid and everything that he does. So I watch a lot of film. And even how Kevin Byard moves at safety is like, I don't really see what he does. So I watch a lot of film on those guys particularly. Okay. So some good guys to watch for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, can you describe one of the most memorable plays of your collegiate career? Most memorable? I would say... 2018 versus App State, it was a home game for us. We had a crazy packed crowd. And I remember that morning watching film, I kept seeing like the same route concept pop up uh, against different teams. So that morning I told myself, if I see this happen in the game, I'm going to jump it. And in the game, I saw exactly what it was. It was a post by in the boundary, or it might have been the corner, or the number one receiver, I mean. And he ran the post. I went and got it and got the pick. And then that next play, our offense scored a touchdown. It stayed <laughs> crazy. It was, it was loud, too. So, I bet. That's awesome, man. The perks of watching film. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we know that you're big in the film room, you're an IQ guy, but also I saw earlier this year, you found yourself on Bruce Feldman's freaks list. Uh, and it mentioned that you were around 6'1", you have 32 inch arms, a 40 plus inch vert, you were a state champion in the long jump, you had top five finishes in the 100 meter and 200 meter, and overall you're an athlete. Uh, how right. do you think that separates you from others, especially mixed with your IQ, your football IQ? Uh... I mean, I feel like where some people may feel I may lack in technique, I make up. Too many people, you know, just running away from me or just separating crazy from me. So uh, um, if I'm tired, I have that ability to use those things to my advantage or say if it's a little bit stiff, I can use that to my advantage, you know, dominate the game. All right. All right, uh, stepping away from the football side of things, I'm going to get a little 
let's get in your your personal bag a little bit. Uh, who what, who is your favorite music artist, and what gets you pumped before a game? Favorite music artist, I would say Drake, because I feel like what he talks about in his songs, uh, I can relate to it basically. Well, what gets me pumped up before games? I listen to a lot of different music before games. Ryder, Ryder Scientist, I like her music a lot. I listen to The Weeknd. Uh, it's kind of really like a lot of slow or chill music, you know, keep my mind kind of mm-hmm. get right before the game and just go crazy or peek out or just crash right before it happened. But if I want to get, you know, a little bit turned up, I'll anything really. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. All right. Uh, what do you think is your best? Like we asked about what your teammates would think, but what do you think is your best quality? And also what do you think you need to work on the most this off season and going into the league? Uh, my best quality is my IQ. Like I said, just knowing the whole defense and uh, wanting to in everything I can and all why behind make the adjustments when needed, no matter what position I'm at. And I say uh, something I need to work on the most, I say like my instincts because uh, I've only played corner these past two seasons. Uh, so being at different positions on the field, I never really just had the chance learn one position and just be good at that one position. So I've had to rely on my athletic and not so much of the technique to, you know, be good no matter where I was at. So I would definitely say that. All right. All right. Yeah, that's good to improve on. Uh, do you have a favorite movie, TV show, or actor? Uh, favorite movie? I don't have a favorite movie. I, I like a whole lot, but I'm going to cut on something, it'd probably be the dark night. I could just turn it on at any time of the day and just, just watch it. Favorite TV show, I say my TV stay on Martin all day long. Oh, yeah, it's classic. <laughs> yeah. But uh, favorite actor, ooh. I don't think I have, maybe, ooh, what's his name? I don't know his real name, but the guy who plays John Wick, he's... Oh, he's, Keanu Reeves? Yeah, he's bad. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's something you enjoy to do off the field and outside of football? Uh, outside of football, uh, I was a team barber, so I enjoy cutting people's hair, you know, turning people to uh, something new, you know, changing their whole look on everything. And then it also gave me the opportunity to get to know people, tell me things that I probably never would have knew about or anybody would have known. And, uh, it just gave me a pretty good opportunity to, you know, bond with people, no matter who you are, shapes, other, no matter what. And, uh, also, lately, I've been, like, looking into building my own big rig. So I'm trying to get that up and running within the next couple months. Awesome. Okay, and uh, why do you play football? Like, or what motivates you the most? Uh, the thing that motivates me the most is to be the best, simply. Uh, I don't care what people say or who people say is better than me. I know every day I come out there, I'm going to give it my best, and then you're going you gonna to know every single day that I was there. <laughs> uh, 
part of that, and you gonna know who I am. I like it. I like the confidence, man. I really do. All right. Uh, I asked you what team showed interest, but what team, based off what you know, what they like, how they run their defenses, what NFL team do you think you would fit best on? Like, if you could ideally pick a team to go to for you to find success on, where would you want to go? Uh, ideally, you don't have to name it. You don't have to name a team. I know that's a slippery slope. You could just yeah. pick like a scheme. A scheme. Scheme. Yeah. Uh, I would say any type of man scheme or honestly, I'd say any scheme just because I feel like I'm good enough to, you know, fit in any piece. So you could run four, three, uh, or what it is, five, two, what is it? Five, two, four, or no matter what, four, two, five, I'll be able to fit anywhere. And I'm a pretty quick learner, but for me to, you know, jump right. Are you gonna have or attend a pro day? And uh, do you think you're? What do you think you'll run the forty in? Uh, yes, sir, I am attending our pro day. is uh, March twenty fifth, and <laughs> I'm gonna run the four three for sure. Woo! Right. That boy run moving. That, run that four three <laughs> for sure. All right. So I know you went to the Shrine Bowl, and that was a big thing for your draft for your draft stock uh what other stuff have you been doing this entire draft process and how do you think your draft stock has improved uh i would say just getting stronger and healthier here i know last season i was dealing with like some health issues and everything so just making sure all that is right before i even uh get to gotta be what was the last part of the question uh what other stuff have you done to what have you done during the draft process like with besides the shrine bowl and how do you think it's improved your draft stock oh yeah working out at exos uh doing a small or attending like small zoom sessions on the wonder league or that's that we have to take and uh i feel like it's improved my draft but like i said most people may not look at coin to be the most hardest people on the field so for them to see, I actually have that brain power, and IQ, et cetera. I feel like it shows a lot. Awesome. All right, all right. Um, what is like, a, do you have like a pregame ritual? Pregame ritual? Uh, or do you just like chill, listen to music, like you said before, mellow out? I, I would say, yeah, I'm pretty chill listening to music before. The only thing I always do, I'm literally watching film up until it's time to head out of the locker room. So, like, it'll catch me in my iPad in my hand, and I'm watching those receivers run the whole way until it's time to go, no matter what. Awesome. All right, so I got one final question. You, like you said, I checked 247. You were a zero star, a preferred walk-on coming out of high school. You went to Georgia Southern where you eventually, I saw you earned a scholarship in 2020. Mm-hmm. How did this whole, all, how did all of that fire you up to get to where you are now, nearly in the NFL, pr- might get drafted come April? Uh, I say it just gave me more opportunity. With me, the whole those child wants for everything for that. But, uh, you know, that'll pay for school and also put a little bit more money in my pocket. But it clothes or jewelry or anything I told myself 
it's the first time I ever had something like this, so why not use it to, you know, go get better? So I would use that money, you know, travel back and forth every weekend to Atlanta to go train with Oliver. So I was investing it all back into myself because I don't really need anything right now or in college. Uh, all that could wait later. I got somewhere I want. Got you. I don't have any more questions for myself. Uh, I know all I know is I will say that you've got two new fans right here, man, for sure. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yes, sir. We'll be rooting for you come April. Keep grinding, and maybe you'll end up on the Jaguars. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. I, ho I hope so for the team, but also we kind of suck, so you don't have to say <laughs> anything about that. You don't have to say anything about that. <laughs> all right. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank all you, right. man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. All right, three, two, one. All right, we are back, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Daryl Baker uh, Jr. Really exciting prospect. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, you know, anybody who comes on the podcast has automatically gained two fans, so we're rooting for yep. him. Props to him be... for uh, actually agreeing to do it with us. That's awesome. Yeah, you got you guys should be rooting for him too. He's a good guy. All right, so let's let's uh, talk about something. So you guys know we're a Jaguars podcast, and we always will be a Jaguars podcast at heart. But I kind of we're gonna re we're not rebranding, but we're venturing out a little bit. We're gonna expanding. Talking, we're expanding. Thank you. We're going to be now talking all NFL and college football. So every week, including starting next week, we're gonna be talking about stuff across the league. We're going to talk about college football stuff that happens because, you know, you got a Gators fan here, you got a Michigan fan here. So we're well versed in the college football world. And we will always have a Jaguar segment. So do not worry. There will always be a Jaguar segment where we talk about everything that Jaguars has happened. But we will be talking about NFL as a whole and college. So if you guys enjoy those things, make sure to stay tuned, share it with a friend. But we just wanted to let you guys know what was going on. We're staying in the big cat chat, though. So. Indeed. All right. So now let's go ahead and jump into the viewer question segment. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and start with Patrick's question. Uh, what new member of the coaching team are you most excited most excited that the Jags have recruited and why? Sorry for jumping the gun on you, Patrick. I'll <laughs> let Sean answer first. I'm going to go with uh, Mike Caldwell just because if Miles Jack can return to like borderline all-pro form like he was in 2020 – that will bode really well for our defense, and we need that really bad. Our linebackers have been so Mid. underwhelming for the last, I can't tell you, since Paul Puzlesny retired, our yeah, linebacking even, core has just Telvin been Smith awful. Was, even Telvin Smith after Puzlesny retired, yeah. underwhelmed. So. I really think that ever since he retired, so that was what, after the 28, was that after 2017? He retired after 2017. Yeah, so, so ever, ever since then, our linebacking core has just been so bad. So bringing in a defensive coordinator who was a linebacker's coach and has gotten – uh, really good production out of linebackers that he has coached, in my opinion. Hopefully that bodes well for Miles Jack in his career because we really need him to succeed. Yeah, Miles Jack, he's shown very good sparks. Obviously, he was a good prospect out of college, so hopefully he can put it together consistently. That's the thing. For me, it's either Heath Farwell or Deshae Townsend. I'll I'll give a case for both. Heath Farwell, I just like I want a good special teams unit. You see. You see what happened to the Packers and all these other teams? Even us. Special teams was supposed to be good last year, and oh my goodness, it was awful. Our kick coverage had to be, like, one of the worst in the league. 
I cannot stand it. I could not stand having that bad of a special teams. I want us to have a good special teams again, and I'm glad we got a good coach to do it. Bills fans were upset when we took him, so. And you know, yeah. if, if you're upset at losing a special teams coach, they're a pretty good one. And then for Deshae Townsend, I know he's good. He's been good with cornerbacks in, in Chicago, and I really want our corners and our safeties and our DBs to really develop. Tyson Campbell, hopefully, if we draft a nickel this year, I saw somebody mocked us uh, Kyer Elam at 33 in one mock, which I just hope we can keep developing these corners and get some good coverage in the secondary. I hear you, dog. All right. What would you do with free agent DJ Chark? This question is from UCF Jaguar. I'll let Sean start it. Um, I would offer him a one-year prove-it deal, and if he balks at it, I would tell him to leave. I don't like DJ Chark that much. I mean, I like him as a person. I think he's a really cool person. Um, he has had one good year out of four years. Not much to write home about. I feel like you could replace him easily in free agency. Easily, yes, easily. I don't think he's like some guy... That's gonna people like are under the impression he's gonna leave and become the next freaking Devontae Adams or some shit. I don't know why people think that based off of what he's done so far. Um, I get that he's got good height, weight, speed, but in my opinion, he's never played to that four three speed. He's never played to his size either. Um, I've not been impressed with him really outside of twenty nineteen. So it's no no big deal to me if we lose him. Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same boat. I'd give him a one year deal, like maybe $10 million range. Yeah, like we gave Moncrief that one-year $9 million deal. I'd give him something, maybe a little bit more than that because, you know, you got to count for inflation. So maybe like one year's, one year, like 10 to 12, other than I that. Would, that's what I would do because he's coming off an injury, a season-long injury. The year before that, he was hurt as well, and he lacked effort. He had one good year of production, so he's only had his, his uh, what's it called? Um, his rookie year was not good. Then he had his breakout sophomore season, which was great and all. And he looked really good then. But then come back... It wasn't back, even great. It was like an average year for a receiver. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was, it was, like good, a, it was a good was breakout it, year. It was barely over 1,000 yards, and he had like, what, seven or eight touchdowns? Yeah. So you're right. It wasn't even, it wasn't even that people, crazy to see. People acted like, like he put up 1,410. Yeah, we're acting like he had that <laughs> Allen Robinson season where he put up 1,500. No, not even close. So he had a good season, and then he had a rough year because poor quarterback play, I will admit, but he lacked effort, clearly. He was hurt that year. And this past year, people act like our receiver room would have been drastically different if he didn't get hurt. It wasn't. He wasn't. I mean... He was underperforming he, in, like, the he, three he games that he did played three games. Play. He had seven catches. Yes, it was for 152 yards, but, like, 41 of those yards was a touchdown late in the Texans game that was over, that, yeah. that, that Trevor threw. It's just like... I mean, I don't, I just don't get it. People, and the, the main reasons people are saying to keep him is like, oh, he's our best wide receiver. What the hell does that mean? Our wide receiver core sucks. I, if, I was, if I was calling the shots, I'd get rid of everybody except for Jamal Agnew. The only everybody. reason I would keep him for is for that one-year deal is because of the talent that he has, like the physical yeah. talent. He needs to play to it. And just because I would preferably like to keep Trevor at least one guy he's thrown to, one or two guys he's thrown to. We're probably going to end up having, I mean, Mar Marvin Jones will probably be back, I would assume. Yeah, probably. Agnew's probably going to be back. They're probably going to bring Laqu Laquan Treadwell back, at least for camp. Um, yeah. Just... And if they bring back DJ Chark on a one-year deal, if he accepts that, I don't know if he'll accept that. Like I said, if I was running the team, I would throw everybody out and keep Agnew only. Because, like, yeah, it'd be nice for him to have some continuity with receivers, but when those receivers are trash cans, I don't really care. 
Exactly. Yeah, I we've been on the train of we want an entire new receiving core for a while. Because I, I want like I want like four to five new guys. I want us <laughs> to sign like two or three guys, draft at least two guys. Yeah, give me two rookies and two free agents. I'll be happy. Yep. Make them good though. Don't give me. Yeah, two, give me like. Don't give me like, like two cheese six rounders or something. Yeah, give me like Christian Kirk and then like George Pickens, Cedric Wilson, and the free out of out of free agency, and then give me like, um, you you like Pickens? I like Pickens too. Give me like, but I'm thinking like if you're gonna pick in the second round, give me There's like Christian Jahan, Watson got, too. Yeah, give me a guy like Jahan Dotson in the second Jahan round, Dotson. and then like. And then, like, Khalil Shakur in, like, the fourth or fifth round, and I'll be happy. Yeah, just rebuild the whole room, bro. Or trade back from one and give me that give me that, uh, that Garrett Wilson. I'm a Traylon Burks guy, but I love Garrett Wilson, too. Either one. Exactly. I mean, Trevor's used to throwing to guys like Burks. And Drake London. And Drake London. I'd love Drake London, too. Like, yeah, I like I'd love anybody. Too. I'd love any of, like, the top, like, <laughs> eight receivers on my board. Dude, you could give me any of the top 10, 11 receivers on my board. Yeah. I would, Christian Watson is really intriguing. Like Anybody above David Bell on my board there. Sorry, David Bell slander. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> all right. But yeah, all right. DJ Tark, on your deal, or he can hit the road. Get stepping. How important... How important is it that this group of coaches is NFL experienced and are a bunch of ex-players? This question is from Big Will. Um, for me, uh, having former players isn't really a big deal. I think it's cool. Um, I like that we have a lot of NFL experienced guys because we uh, I don't think we had a lot last year. Um, but I think for the players, it's probably important. Not know if it's important, but it's probably like makes them feel better about it having a coach that's actually been there has actually seen the game through their eyes like through the lens that they're seeing the game through i feel like that is probably more important to the players for me as a fan i don't really care i just want the best people for the job i don't care if they're ex-players never played i don't care yeah i mean it's like you said it's good for the players they probably it's good for them to relate to the staff like a player a player-centric staff that won't kick you it's good shots fired one that won't bench you for one fumble, your first fumble in like how long? Oh. A year? Yeah. All right. That's not, yeah, that's, you guys. Let's not revisit the old wounds. <laughs> you guys get the gist. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Make sure to stay tuned for more draft interviews, more draft content, NFL content. Like I said, we're expanding outwards on the stuff we'll be talking about. So make sure to share, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Hope you guys enjoyed, and we will see you guys next time. See you guys next week.